This podcast was brought to you by Speak Spokane, a community-driven podcasting studio space where people from all walks of life can speak and be heard. Follow along with us on Instagram at Speak Spokane and visit speakpodcasting.com to learn more about starting your podcasting journey today. Today's episode is sponsored by Burn Butter. Burn Butter is an all-natural, low-carb, keto-friendly product created to help you consume healthy fats when you need them the most. You can add it to your coffee, you can add it to your foods, you can add it to your smoothies. You can even consume it straight out of the pouch. My favorite way to use it is to add my mocha burn butter to my coffee. You give it a nice blend and you're ready to go. It's a new way to add healthy fats in your diet without making any huge adjustments. You can find Burn Butter at burnbutter.com or you can visit them on Instagram at burnbutters. Go check them out today. What is up, Lilac City, and welcome to the very first episode of Speak Spokane. I'm your host, Brennan, and I will be taking you on this journey of introducing you to people that are doing amazing things within our community. What is Speak Spokane, you might be asking yourself. First and foremost, we are a community-driven podcasting studio space where people from all walks of life can come and use our studio and speak and be heard. And we offer that to people for free. If you're interested in podcasting in our studios, all you have to do is bring your ideas and concepts and we're going to provide you the equipment, the editing, and the hosting. And if you don't have an idea and you really wanted to start a podcast, we can help you come up with some ideas of what you'd like to talk about. Along with that, we're going to be releasing a podcast, also called Speak Spokane, twice a week on Mondays and Thursdays. And on our show, we're going to be speaking with and highlighting members of the Spokane community that are doing amazing things. So in our first episode, I decided to sit down with the CEO and owner of Speak Studios, Roberto Rodriguez. We had an awesome conversation about what Speak Studios is all about, what Speak Spokane is all about. And we also just talked about what he likes doing in Spokane and what brought him here. I really wanted to have my first show be about examining what Speak Studios is going to be doing in our community. And I really wanted it to come from one of the visionaries behind the idea of Speak Studios. I can talk to death about how much I love Spokane and how amazing of a city this is, but I really wanted you to hear it from a community member who is starting an amazing studio space for podcasting. Now I know there's other podcasting studios that exist in Spokane, but we are the first one that are that's offering our services for absolutely free. We we want to provide a space for people of like I said all walks of life to come and create a podcast and we at Speak Studios believe people should be able to do that at a professional level at little to no cost. And so that was how kind of Speak Studios was created. So I'm not going to bore you for much longer. I just want just wanted to introduce you to our very first guest. Without further ado, here is the CEO and owner of Speak Studios, Roberto Rodriguez. Enjoy the show. Let's save that. Yeah. Let's save that. Let's say that for the the interview, which I like to do our interview, my interviews a lot different. Not yeah. a lot different, but I like to like just to have these conversations and like go into them. And so I'm not gonna like do like a a, a cold open or anything like that. I'm not gonna count down. This is it. And so, but I'm appreciate you getting on the mic finally. This has been literally the hardest thing to nail down. We literally work in the same space together. We're here pretty much. A lot of the time together, and for whatever reason, we can't find the time to take 45 minutes to do a quick little interview. <laughs> yeah, apparently not. It's just been too difficult, apparently. So. <laughs> so I'm sitting here with 
the CEO and owner of Speak Studios, Roberto Rodriguez. Did I did I say is your title correct? Yeah, that is correct. That's okay. what we can go with for now. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And before we really get into it all, I have one first question to ask you. I'm not going to ask anybody this question. This yeah. is going to be the first unique question. Is the first time we met, uh, I think we like we sat here and we're leaving, and it was a very um, it was a really kind of quick. You were just like looking for someone to edit the edit your podcast, and I was like, I can do that for you. And he's like, Cool. We were walking out, and you said to me, "By the way, you know, people call me Berto, but once you get to know me better, you can call me that. But until then, just call me Roberto." And I and I was like, "Okay, that that's cool." I have a hell of a time saying your name because I, when I was in elementary school, I could not say my R's. I went through like six years of like having to like learn my R's. But uh, I'm curious to know: can I can I now call you Berto? Yes, you can. You can now call me Berto. <laughs> Awesome. You, you've earned your right. <laughs> you definitely have. Uh, so, Berto. Yeah. <laughs> Roberto, uh, tell us about yourself. Like, what is your story? Yeah. No, that's a, that's a good question. And I don't want to drag it on too long, but there's definitely, there's definitely a story behind all this. And simply, I can say, from the earliest I can remember, I've always had uh, some sort of a passion to be able to help people more in the service industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've worked in restaurants. I've worked in uh, landscaping, construction, uh, the service industry, really mainly for the longest time. And I've always found a connection when it came to providing services to people that I was, I enjoyed the result of the service more than the service itself that I was selling. Mm. And for some reason, I grew up believing that if I could provide whatever services it was, whether it's like advice or just being a friend to somebody or Mm -hmm. literally just being a human to somebody else and, you know, providing things to them, uh, it would make me feel better as an individual. I got really, when I was younger, I got really connected to the idea of the approval of others and Mm kind of getting in this world of if people are happy based off what I do, then that makes me happy. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I kind of got into this, mindset of I always I always have to please other people Mm. and uh, that's not a place I wanted to be and I don't think it's something that uh, anybody should really kind of be in that mindset one specifically because then you stop taking care of yourself Mm. your passions get thrown to the side you stop doing the things that you want to personally do because you're too worried about what everybody else wants you to do and for me I've always kind of been a serial entrepreneur just being able to provide services to other people I Started my very first company was an iPhone repair company when I was like 16, 17. Nice. Basically, I had a iPhone. I think it was an iPhone like 3GS that I got for the first time. I tried to open it up. I completely destroyed it. Didn't work like two weeks later. And uh, I ended up just, I think the iPhone 4 was coming out next. Um, One of my friends had it. He completely broke it. And he was like, hey, can you fix this? And I said yes, even though I didn't really know how to do it. Um, And I ended up basically just kind of ripping open the phone putting all the pieces back together, fixing the screen because it was just a broken display, um, and it worked. And this kid was like, dude, you freaking saved my life. Like, my mom didn't know it was broken, like all this (laughs) stuff. Like, he was hiding it, and he just needed his phone fixed. So I fixed his phone, and I was like, oh, that was pretty cool. You know, maybe I can do that for somebody else. And Mm -hmm. I remember one of my other friends, his mom did the same thing. She was like, oh, I saw you just fix so-and-so's phone. Could you fix mine? Um, This started to create this service business that was just an iPhone repair company. But what I really got out of it and what I really enjoyed the most was just literally seeing people just get happy because I did something for them. Mm. So I got kind of back into this idea of like, you know, maybe I, maybe I could start a company that was based around services. And so from, went from iPhone repairs to, um, I tried to start like a sock company. A sock company? (laughs) Yeah. I tried to start a sock company in my first year in college. It was called Strides Footwear. And what it was is because I used to be a cross country runner and what Mm. it was is going to be, uh, an athletic sock that was um, moisture wickening and like and sweat absorbent and but basically was able to be thin enough and cool enough to be able to wear and you don't even recognize that you're wearing it. Yeah. My biggest thing as a runner when I used to do it is um, the riding up of the socks mm-hmm. and then the kind of like the toe area where it would get bunched or something mm-hmm. or kind of the material of the toe. Those were my, my two biggest things that I hated about running socks and so I wanted to try to do something about it. I used to do cross country. I had some friends that were running the collegiate level. And so I thought, hey, maybe if I create this sock company, you know, provide provide products. This was my vision at the time. Provide products to people that are beneficial, um, you know, to the public and to athletes. For some reason, there just wasn't a connection between me and the product. And I didn't 
I didn't, wasn't really passionate about it. Mm. I just, you know, thought of it as a sock and just an actual physical product rather than a service that provides people value. And so the passion wasn't there. The, the vision of what I wanted to do wasn't there. And so that completely just kind of plunked. Like it it didn't really work at all. I, I came up with the design. I found somebody to make the sock. I tried making my first sock and I never even finished the order because it just, it just wasn't a passion of mine. Yeah. Um, and so that made me realize that I was just more involved in the service industry. I tried to do some digital marketing a couple of years ago where I kind of did about a year of that within Spokane. I was working with some coffee shops in town, a real realtor locally, and then some gal that had a clothing company. Um, that for me was kind of, again, just looking for services to provide to the general public and people of all sorts could just come to me and work with me. Yeah. Um, and that made me really happy because I just got the opportunity to just meet with other people. And that turned into me looking for other ways to provide services. During all this time, keep in mind, I've held a part-time job with a local tech company. And before that, I had a job in Seattle where I was in 2015, where I was um, at Eastern. I was driving all the way to Tequila on the weekends, Thursday through Monday, just to work. And then drive back to Eastern and be in class Monday through Thursday again. Um, And that was for at least two years. And then try to do the consultant thing during that time after I had left um, the barbecue school and I stopped doing that. So I was just in Spokane. So I would just commute back and forth through the Valley Mm. and through here, just doing work there. And then I just kind of found myself in a position where I was like, "Eh, this isn't again, something exactly I wanted to continue to pursue because I felt I was very, I was only serving a specific demographic and I didn't like that. Yeah. That turned into property management because I had some, uh, knowledge in real estate. I have, I have my own uh, we have our own property on the west side that I manage for my family. So we have I'm I'm knowledgeable in the rental space. I understand how that works. Mm. I was in the middle of getting my real estate license, and I ended up opening a, a little private property management company. It wasn't a public one because I just wasn't licensed at the point to be able to mm. do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Essentially, what I would do is I would find clients that were um, lacking in technology, lacking in infrastructure, and then I'd be able to provide my ex- expertise in technology and organization for property management, which is really just utilizing an online system. And I had a couple clients that allowed me to work with them, made some good money. At that point, I was meeting people that needed support in the tech world and Mm. needed support in the real estate world. But again, I felt like I was just specifically working with just businesses and people that uh, were in one specific demographic. Again, I felt like I was reserved. I wasn't working with the people I really, really wanted to, which is just like the general public, Mm -hmm. the general population. Yeah. And so... The tech company that I was working at, um, it's very well known in the town, but we literally work with all sorts of people from all across the world. Um, It doesn't matter who you are as an individual. We literally had every single type of customer there. And the reason why I bring that up is because that made me realize that there are opportunities, jobs or industries out there that are able to are able to support a bigger demographic than just business owners only. Right. Or just entrepreneurs or just realtors. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of when I fell into this world of podcasting. Um, I think it was maybe about a year ago. I tried to make uh, one of my first podcasts, which was called The Running Start. Please don't look it up, but you guys probably will. Oh, I'm going to look it up now. I, <laughs> um, I, I, I didn't know the name of it. I should have I should have asked this. I should have done my research. <laughs> yeah, so that was not too long ago. What I did is essentially is uh, when I was 18, I joined Running Start, which a lot of people want okay. to know what that is. Yeah, uh, It's essentially just an accelerated program for you to graduate college at the same time you graduate high school. I participated in this program. Um, it really did change my life. It allowed me a lot of opportunities that I have taken on today. Uh, I was 21, or I was 18 when I got my associate's degree, and I was mm. 21 when I got my bachelor's. So it literally cut two, two and a half years off my time frame. Yeah. Uh, this podcast I created was called The Running Start Podcast because it was focused on providing people information and knowledge to give them a running start in whatever industry they were looking at working in. Gotcha. And so I would interview just random people. Mm -hmm. Uh, I interviewed a realtor. I talked to myself. I did some self-interviews and some (laughs) self-podcasts. So I was literally just giving advice, just talking about stuff. Really, there was only about five episodes on there. I think I even deleted one because I just didn't like how it sounded. (laughs) What did you record on? I recorded on my phone. I recorded on... uh, It wasn't... It wasn't the Apple headphones. It was just some weird janky headphones from Walmart. But they actually worked very well. (laughs) And I threw that up on just some little distribution platform and within I think a couple of weeks I had a lot of my friends just listen to it they're like that was really cool I didn't know you talked like that or you did that kind of <laughs> right. stuff and I was like okay cool people like it um but then what I what really kind of started to excite me is when I started to actually listen to podcasts myself mm. 
started to realize the potential, the opportunity, the reach, the what you can do with it mm-hmm. and who you can talk to and what you can say. And for anybody that doesn't know a lot about podcasting, think of it as uh, think of it as the newest way for you to just be able to create your own talk show within like 10 minutes. Yeah. You can literally talk about whatever you want, say whatever you want, speak with whoever you want. Um, and it's not like you're forcing this content onto anybody. Mm-hmm. Whenever, when any, whenever anyone is listening to a podcast, it's usually because they've chosen to select that topic or that episode, mm-hmm. which is, makes it a very, very, um, I would say a very highly targeted platform that allows people that to connect with you on like a very in on a very close level rather than just finding your YouTube videos online or just finding your content mm-hmm. on social media. If somebody wants to listen to you talk and speak, they're going to go to your podcast and they're going to click on that show and they're going to listen to it, whether they enjoy it or, or not, that's up to them. But when the beauty of it is when someone clicks on that, it's because somebody actually clicked on it, Yeah, which blows my mind because a lot of the times we think that our easiest way to reach people is just social media now mm-hmm. or just, you know, Facebook and stuff like that. But all these new platforms and these new methods of communication is what got me excited in a podcasting, got me excited into looking more into this industry. And really what it came down to is my love and my need for providing services to people translated into podcasting is for everybody. Yeah. And the two kind of just met. And when I realized it's potential of anybody and everyone can speak and be heard, that's when I was like, I think this is kind of what I'm, I think this is it for me. This has made me one realize the reach and the potential and the opportunity of podcasting, but also realize people's ability and need and want to be able to literally talk about the things that they're passionate about, whether it's politics, um, for movies, pop culture, mm-hmm. entertainment, fun. Everybody has a voice and everybody literally wants to be heard. So for me, honestly, Speak Studios is turned into the combination of my my need and my desire to provide services to people, but also literally just giving people opportunities and platforms. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that, that, that was a lot. <laughs> you, you really went into it. I really want to get into Speak Studios and what it's all about. And, and this is, a, this is, that's a good lead up to it. That's a, that's a really cool that you've done so much to, to get where you're at right now. That's, and I didn't realize you were such a entrepreneur. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't mean, yeah. And a lot of people get confused and just assume that entrepreneurs have to be successful and people that have had like highly successful businesses. And in reality, I think an entrepreneur is somebody that just has a passion and a vision that of something that they want to create mm. themselves and put it in, put it into the world. Yeah. Um, if you have that drive and you have that vision and you have that need for that, there's a chance that you probably want to be an entrepreneur. And if, um, you know, you go out there and you give it your best shot, it doesn't mean it's not free. doesn't mean you can't do it. It just means that maybe that business or that idea didn't work. And yeah, there's always the next one. Yeah. There's more, there's more fair failures than successes, right? Yeah, that's, no, that's for sure. What they say. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about how did you get to Spokane? What was, you came here from, where did you, where did you come from? I'm usually, I'm originally from the West side, Longview, Washington. Um, <laughs> if you guys know that place, it's it's really just known from crossing to Washington to Oregon. Okay. So I'm from yeah. the west side of the states. Uh, I came to Spokane specifically because I was going to Eastern in 2015, and I settled here one because of the price. Mm-hmm. I'm just being honest; it's pretty cheap to live in Spokane. Mm-hmm. But two, when I was as I was driving around, I started to recognize like all the old buildings, and simply, I I don't know why people don't think of it simply like this more often. But when you're in a community that's kind of old and run down more than likely most of the time there's just room to just go up and improve it when i saw spokane originally in 2015 division was all split up everything was all broken and everything was all messed up just people were doing construction and i would just started to recognize that things needed to grow things were changing it was 2015 2016 at that time when we had the new president got elected Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff just started to change and i I would start to look at things at a at a bigger scale and a much larger picture rather than oh this is gonna where I'm gonna be for the next year. Right. I started to think of what was Spokane gonna be like in five to ten years from now, and I think that's really what kind of got me to settle down here for at least the time being and put some focus into this community and the city that I live in now. Yeah. And try to at least call it my home if they want to allow me to because I know people don't just come into cities and they don't just start throwing up businesses because they I mean they if they have the money to great. Mm-hmm. But for me, it wasn't. It didn't have. It had nothing to do with money. It had to do with literally the opportunities that we are able to provide to Spokane, and I saw a lot. 
Yeah, that's awesome. So coming from the west side to here is just, I honestly just saw potential. That's that's really cool. Yeah. I love. I mean, obviously, I'm not born and raised here. I came here when I was eight years old, but it's you know definitely a really cool city. And I think a lot of people come here and they don't realize how amazing of a city this is and how community driven it is. And that's come a long way over the last ten years, definitely. And as the downtown's grown, like it's just been like everything's just kind of changing downtown and it's been for sure it's so so cool so let's let's talk a little bit about spokane i want to yeah i play games with my <laughs> with my guests uh i'm gonna do a a would you rather in spokane uh let's do it would you rather ride the gondola for one hour or ride the loof carousel for one hour i would rather ride the loof carousel for one hour Okay. The reason why is one, because I'm probably going to have my son with me. Okay. That's the biggest thing. But two, <laughs> there's something about being up in heights for that period of time <laughs> that kind of freaks me out. And I just don't feel comfortable hanging in the air for an hour straight in a gondola. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know why. Just something about it. I'm like, mm, let's get on the floor. Yeah, I'm, I'm claustrophobic. And I've done the gondola once. And I was just like, it was fine. But it was just like, I don't like heights either. <laughs> exactly. And so I couldn't do it for an hour. I'd rather sit on a horse, yes, for an hour straight. Uh, would you rather go to a weeknight run club or a weekend dance club? Mm, that's a good one. That is a really good one. And I think I'm going to have to say you said weeknight, right? Weeknight run club or a weekend dance club. I'm going to have to say weekend dance club. One, because I don't like I don't have a consistent schedule. I don't have consistency in my life at all. <laughs> um, I need to establish that, of course. But with with not like not with not having consistency and I'm actually used to it I prefer to just have like just a random experience or just something fun mm -hmm. and I think if it was just a weekend thing where it could probably change every weekend I'd probably enjoy that a lot more would you rather have a picnic under the pavilion or would you rather go to your favorite restaurant patio mm, I it depends on the day depends on the the event I guess but I would rather if I had to choose and just like if I could bring any food I'd rather go into the pavilion mm. I'd rather just be able to pick up my favorite Meal your favorite, your favorite yeah, restaurant, and restaurant. Take it, take it to the, and then take it to the pavilion. Yeah. Exactly. I really do like that pavilion with just the light show that they have and how bright it looks mm -hmm. when you're under there. Even if it's in the middle of the night, it's just everything's lit. It's, and it just feels really nice. It's so cool. Yeah. Uh, well, that kind of leads me to my next question. So you're you're married or you're engaged? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, here was this conversation that everyone's gonna hear. Um, so we're not officially married only because, and I'm just gonna be honest with everybody. Um, as a man and as an individual, when I originally met my fiance, Kendra, um, she's an incredible woman. She's super strong. She's very, she's very, very passionate about providing her for her family, for me and for our kids. Um, we met when we were 18, uh, young love. I promised her a lot as a lot of people do when they're young, but at the same time, uh, I knew that I wasn't able to, and this is just literally, and everyone will probably understand how I think or at least get an insight on it. I just knew I wasn't able to give her exactly what I was going to promise her and what I would want to give her as a man. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't have any money. <laughs> I didn't have a real job. Mm. I was in college still. I was just doing things like kids do. So yeah. it, for me, what I actually did is when we, it was a year and a half in, we were almost on our two-year mark. I actually gave her a promise ring and I mm. made her a promise. We went up to the, it was like the Dishman Hills area where there's that big, uh, it's that big rock that's kind of just overlooking the whole entire Spokane area. Yeah, it's the Rocks of Sharon. Yep. Yep. We went up there. I gave her her promise ring, and we were literally, I think we were 19. I think mm. we were 19. I'm 24 now. Um, I've kept my promise as in I would never leave her. I would support her in any decisions and everything that she made as long as it was in the benefit of us, and we would always just be there for each other. And I think – that created this mindset that we already knew we were going to get married. So we never pushed that needle forward, which I don't, <laughs> I don't suggest to people to just make that an excuse. But for me, it was really just what I was able to provide to her. And I didn't feel like, um, I was equipped to do that yet. So we hadn't gotten married yet. We haven't actually completely tied the knot and signed the papers, but I call her my wife on a day to day and she calls me her husband and we don't even, I, I don't know. We just haven't even gotten <laughs> to that point. We actually are planning on getting married in February next year. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, so it's yeah. been a, it's been a long journey. We have two kids. I finished my bachelor's degree in 2018. So we were really just trying to get done with everything. Yeah. But life happens. Things move forward. Yeah. Time flies. And before you know it, it's been four years, five years. So <laughs> we're here now. Well, 
I was really just going to ask you, what's your favorite date night? <laughs> I just had to explain that because everyone's going to start asking me, like, your wife, no, you're fine, your girlfriend. You're I'm no. like, oh my gosh, here we go. <laughs> um, our favorite date, really, I think our favorite date night is when when we originally met, we would always go to Red Robin. Mm. And the reason why is because that's all we could afford at the time. But now it's more of a nostalgic thing where yeah. whenever we're away from our kids and we're just on our own and we've had a couple drinks or something like that. We'll either go to Red Robin or Dairy Queen. Mm. And the reason why we choose Dairy Queen is because that is where we originally met. <laughs> we met at Dairy Queen. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, my favorite burger from there is just like that flamethrower burger, and she likes the, the flamethrower chicken one, which yeah. is not even on the menu. <laughs> so if you guys want to mess up Dairy Queen, go ask them for a flamethrower chicken sandwich, and they'll look at you like you're crazy. That's awesome. Um, but we really like Dairy Queen. It's just a nostalgic thing that we kind of – the two of us have an agreement too, and whenever we see it, it just brings back a lot of memories. What's your favorite Blizzard? My favorite Blizzard is the strawberry cheesecake. Mm. I really like that one. Um, I actually like the mint. They have like this mint Irish one that's pretty good too. Mm. But the strawberry cheesecake or the limited time cotton candy summer Blizzard. Oh wow! You gotta, you guys gotta try it. It's way too sweet. I can only have like five bites, but it's so good. Oh, <laughs> I, so you mentioned your father. What's your what's your favorite thing to do out in Spokane with your? Uh, with your kids? Take him to the park. That oh. kid just loves to run. He has too much energy. He's probably going to be a cross-country runner like I was, but better. <laughs> and just be able to take him to the park, see other people, and just kind of hang out. Because of COVID, it's been very difficult because all the parks have been shut off until, I think, maybe a couple months ago. Mm. Um, but we literally just go to an open field and we just run. Yeah. That's all yeah. we do. Yeah. So you mentioned this a little bit. You you went to barbecue. You went and learned how to become a pit master mm-hmm. in, in Seattle. Yeah. Um, it, do you... Is there a, a place you love going for barbecue in Spokane? No, nope. no, nope. nope, not at all. And I'm not saying this because <laughs> everyone, please hear me out. Not saying this because I don't approve of the barbecue out there. It's just that there's a specific standard that I look for and these things that I just find to be like a, a key component to my to the barbecue that I enjoy. Um, I have not been to TT's. Okay, that's what I, I'm taking yeah, everybody, you. Everybody, yeah, yeah, I'm taking you to TT's. Everybody that <laughs> knows me, they're like, we're freaking taking you there, man, because you haven't been there. Um, Shout out to everybody that gives it their best shot. But honestly, I just have not found something I've enjoyed. Fair. When, I mean, it's fair. I, I'll say it now. When I look for a brisket, I look for a smoke ring. Mm. I look for a, a nice, you know, uh, crust or a nice um, bark on the outside, yeah. is what they'll call it. Um, I like that bark to be dark because I know it's, it's been sitting in the smoker for either 14, 12, 12 to 14 hours. Mm-hmm. And then I like the... It's called the decal, I'm pretty sure. And then these other, the other component to it, which is the burnt ends, that is just a fat cap on top. Oh, yeah. It has to be, and this is, this is the little trick out there. Maybe somebody's going to steal it. If you can take the back of your knife, the okay. back, not the front, the back of it, the dull end of your knife, and you can slide it between the actual, uh, the actual cut of meat and the deck, the fat cap on top. Uh-huh. Your brisket is like perfectly cooked. Oh my gosh! It's because so- the meat and the, the all the the tendons or whatever they're called they've been so rendered down that you can just literally just cut through it like butter. Oh, that sounds. And it literally separates. You just set it on top of the butcher paper, and it just starts leaking juice, and mm. it's beautiful. But I've heard TTs doesn't serve burnt ends. I, I have I don't I, yeah maybe somebody they told me that and that maybe they did maybe they're just saving it for themselves. Not, they better not because that's <laughs> the best part. Uh, and finally, tr- this is kind of a trick question, but uh, what is the best creative space in Spokane? Ah. <laughs> you know, there's this new place called Speak Studios. Mm. Um, what they actually do is they provide a podcasting full production studio podcasting platform to let people come speak and be heard and it blows my mind like i mean whoever thought of a place so that you can come <laughs> talk for free talk about what you want and then other people are actually going to listen to it like that's crazy man yeah that's so <laughs> so yes tell us more about speak studios and it's how the idea came about and yeah just tell us start there yeah so speak studios is uh, originated not just from me i have um we have some partners within the company that are really advisors and supporters of the business and they've they've actually shared their vision on what they want to see speak studios at. So I'm not going to take all the credit for this because really the company has now been built up from a collaboration of ideas that has started as just, Hey, let's start a podcasting studio. We went from podcasting studio to podcasting platform from podcasting platform. Now we went to network of studios. Um, And the idea really just comes from us being able to go into communities that are underserved or underrepresented underrepresented and we believe that they really don't have a voice or a say within even their city or their state Mm. 
We want to be able to go to, into sp cities like Spokane and CDA and to be able to provide platforms and recording studios to the community itself so that way individuals like you mm -hmm. have a place to bring people to speak and be heard. Yeah. Simply to create podcasts, to create YouTube videos, to create content, really create anything that they can come up with within this space and these four walls and for us to be able to literally be able to provide them the opportunity to get mm -hmm. it out there. So it's it's really a community-driven company that's focused on providing services and opportunities to communities all around the country. Yeah, that's, that's it's amazing because like I learned about you guys probably back in August, mm -hmm. and it was right around the time when I was like, I'm starting my podcasting not studios, but I was starting my podcasting service because I've had I've had people come to me and ask me to like help them make producer podcasts, and I was like trying to get that out there and produce my own podcast myself, but then I finally started making some money. Mm -hmm. And then I saw you guys. I'm like, well, F <laughs> I, this is, this was what I was going to do. And now you beat me to it, but it wasn't the same vision. It was just like, I wanted to have, I was thinking like someday I could have like a studio space, mm -hmm. but right now I wanted to just do it like freelance. Like, yeah. And, but then I met you, you asked me to edit and long story short, I mean, I, this is amazing. It's a, such a cool thing to be a part of like, a community organization that is wants to serve people in the community to create their own podcasts. Mm -hmm. And there are places like that in Spokane that exist, but yeah. they don't, they don't do it. It's not the same model. Yeah. And let's talk about the model a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we'll go into as much as we can. Definitely don't want to give away all our secrets, but right. yeah, the model is pretty simple where uh, we are end to end uh, service service company for podcasting so yeah. we start from the beginning we could take it all the way to the end but also providing the platform and the space for people to do it so really you're looking at a couple different things here one giving people studio time and studio space mm -hmm. two educating people and teaching people about podcasting and three supporting them along their journey whether it's through distribution marketing or even the actual podcast interview itself we basically are able to offer a range of services but also provide education and guidance throughout the whole thing. So really we have a customer life cycle that's never ending yeah. because people will always want to learn more. People will always want to do better. People always want to make their podcast better or even just start new ones. And in reality, we wanted to create a company that was able to provide all of that within under one roof, um, but under a model that didn't seem so convoluted and you had to pay thousands and thousands of dollars because mm -hmm. in reality, a, a regular production or studio or recording time can get very, very yeah. spendy. And we just wanted to make it simple. Yeah. We just wanted to simplify the process, make it easy, kind of, we call it a plug and play model. So that way people really just have to show up with the podcast mm -hmm. idea or they show up with some sort of general idea of about a topic they want to talk about. And then it's up to the, you, the local yeah. agent or the individual that's running the studio to equip them to be able to do it and make yeah. it happen. I mean, I've, I've done a lot of research on, you know, how much, podcast costs and I've seen companies out there charging for 10 episodes like $10,000 mm -hmm. and that is just it just doesn't seem like that's very like it seems that makes podcasting seem like it's un unobtainable to do it at a professional level when it indeed it's not yeah no you're absolutely right and that's why we offer free podcasting guys yeah. I mean for everybody listening right now we literally have the ability to let you come into the studio space record an episode once a month even twice a month if it's a really short one and you get the opportunity to do one get behind the microphone to live the experience and three realize the potential that comes out of it yeah it's that's it's really cool uh who else is involved with with speak studios we have my amazing team of course mm -hmm. um we just brought on a couple individuals uh, mac tate he's an amazing sales representative ryan stocks he's an amazing marketing and sales representative as well melanie walters she's incredible when it comes to operations and management and Teresa, i can't even begin to explain Teresa and her ability and potential but she's amazing yeah we do have a silent partner that's involved in the project but specifically they're a silent partner for a reason oh so mm -hmm. that partner itself uh he plays a role just as an advisor and as a uh, as a supporter of the studio itself mm. and so really i can't pinpoint exactly who i can give a lot or even <laughs> right. some of the credit to because <laughs> we have such an amazing team here where everybody here is giving in their input their insight mm. and the people that i've already worked with on the outside even through interviews we have a, a great support from the community so really i it's it's a combination of what i've been able to come up with but what i've been able to learn and experience from people on the outside and then plus the help of our um, silent partner and advisor 
we wouldn't be able to be here without all these little pieces together. Awesome. I did not realize he was a silent partner. He's he's very loud. <laughs> very loud within the four walls that we're in, but very silent on the outside. I'm just joking. Yeah. Uh, so talking about the like freemium users, that's the model of having people come in twice a month or yeah. for two hours a month to record their podcast. What are you looking for in someone that is, could be a freemium user here at Speak Spokane? Yeah, that's a great question. I think what we're looking for is just people that won want to try podcasting. You know, if you've ever thought about what it's like to be on a podcast, come into the studio and you'll find out. Mm. Two, people that have stuff they want to talk about, you know, politics, education, your kids, parents, Mm. please, all these parents and these moms out there, if you guys have tips and tricks on how to better parent, (laughs) you need to be sharing these with other people because there's other people out there that are literally just wanting to talk to somebody, Mm. wanting a tip on sleep training, wanting a tip on how to take care of your toddler while they're teething, want a tip on whatever it is. People just want to communicate with one another. Mm -hmm. So parents, educators, athletes, pastors, literally anyone and everybody that has an idea or a topic they want to talk about are welcome to come try free podcasting. Entrepreneurs, small businesses, who you name it. We we want you to come down, take a tour and show you what speaks all about. Uh, there's also the side of sponsorship. Like, so if maybe you, you people want to get involved in speak Spokane, but they don't want to make a podcast or they don't want to become a member. There's also the opportunity to become a community sponsor. Like, what are you looking for in, in that? Yeah. So a community sponsor or a, a, you know, a sponsor at any level is somebody that really supports the vision of speak, which is simply being a community driven company, being able to provide platforms and services of podcasting to the general public where wherever we are within communities and then supporting the vision of you know everyone has a voice everyone wants to speak and be heard and we want to be able to provide that to people Mm. as long as we have people that are understanding and know that we're all humans starting at the human level we are all people we all have a voice we all have the right to use our voice and to use it in beneficial ways of course Mm -hmm. and and to the benefit of us individually and to the general public but no one should ever be refrained from, you know, the freedom of your thoughts and the freedoms of what you want to say. If you have something you want to say, just say it. Yeah. Just come out and talk to people, go out and reach out to people. But really, community sponsors and sponsors in general are people that believe in the mission, the vision that everybody is allowed to speak and be heard. And of course, we all have our limits and our standards. But I think today we've we've almost built this this structure of what you can and can't say and what is is and isn't okay to believe and what it is and isn't okay to even just think about. In yeah. reality, I don't think that's how it should be. Yeah, well, I think a, I will say from this podcast and what we're trying to create in in Speak Spokane and, and the studio, Speak Studios as well, in all of our locations, is that we want to provide a place for people of all walks of life to speak and be heard, which is kind of our tagline. But we really mean that. Like when we really believe, and I really believe having people on this show and having someone sit across me who is maybe conservative or mm-hmm. maybe liberal or different views exactly. from me. Like we should be able to sit here and have these conversations without getting upset at each other. Without or, yelling with, banter yeah. or anything at each other just to mm. hurt one another. Yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of, I feel like where we're at in this, these current times, mm-hmm. but that's why we're here. You know, I want to be able to have conversations with yeah. individuals that I don't agree with yeah. because then I can understand where they're coming from. For sure. When was the last time that somebody actually sat down with somebody that they didn't agree with completely and had a 10 minute conversation without like wanting to probably punch them in the face? Right. <laughs> yeah, we should be able to do that. And I and I'm very much a believer that being face to face with someone of different views than me is a lot better than being behind a keyboard. <laughs> yes. Like when you get someone face to face, there's a human element there. You realize yeah. like we're both humans. Yeah. We both have feelings. We both, we both want to be heard. Exactly. No, you're absolutely right. And again, this, it's just, we don't say it enough, but we're trying to live it here. Yeah. We really are. Absolutely. Uh, so what do you see for speak corporate and, and its studios in the next year? Like what's, what is there a, like a, a year of plan that you're trying to, <laughs> go with <laughs> yeah um we are definitely we're definitely expanding we're definitely growing um i want to see us speak studios in multiple cities across the united states we'll start with washington on the east side mm-hmm. we'll move into idaho and then we'll try to go into oregon as we can and as we see fit within what communities are able to support this so we'll be in places like spokane one uh Bill, uh billings montana mm. uh see d'Alene, idaho 
Uh, we want to put one in Boise, Idaho, and really just in these highly dense artistic communities that we know people are just screaming and just waiting to be able to have a place where they can talk like this. Mm-hmm. We know these places exist all across the world, and that's where we want to be. So within a year from now, hopefully you'll see multiple speak studios that are supporting the the local mission of that community that we're in mm-hmm. with an individual agent that is just as passionate about that community as we were about putting that place in. Yeah. And for you, you know, you're a perfect example of this where you, you know, the ins and outs of Spokane, you're passionate about what the work people do here. And I can see that within you. I mean, you're wearing a Spokane shirt right now for people that can't see him. <laughs> uh, and it's just what you're about. You know, yeah. we love that. And we know that there's people that are like that in every community. And so we want to find those people yeah. um, on the, on the studio side. I really am just looking for, you know, individuals like yourself that are supporting the company vision, supporting the mission, but also getting out in the community and just showing people the benefits of these studios, the mm. benefit of speaking out, the benefit of actually getting on a podcast and saying what's on your mind and sharing that with people. I know you're going to do an amazing job with Spokane, but at the same time, it's, looking at the bigger picture and what these individual cities, you know, what they have to offer. Yeah. And for you in Spokane itself, I think you guys have a great opportunity here. I think there's a lot of growing and a lot of, you know, potential within this community. Yeah. So I'm really hopeful that, you know, you as a, as a specific studio are able to, you know, highlight that, show it off to other cities across the United States and across Washington and, you know, make, I want every single agent that's in charge of the Speak Studios <laughs> to be proud and to, you know, yeah. make that their, you know, make that their livelihood, make that the place that the community comes and gathers and allows their voices to be yeah. heard. I agree. I think what we're doing here is amazing. I think there's going to be other studios that are going to open in our wake. What do you think is going to make us stand out? What makes us different is that we are able to go within a community we have a focus on what we, what the results that we want to come out of it. Mm. At the same time, we are finding highly passionate individuals within these communities to help us provide the best service that is specific to that community. Yeah. I'm not going to go into LA and pop a speak studios in when there's 14 other studios right down the street. Yeah. I want to go into a community that we know we have a mission, we have a vision, and we even have like an end goal on how we want to support this community, which right. is even g- giving them a platform. And then the beauty of it is having that local individual that is m- even more passionate about mm. the community than we are, and then hyper-focusing and giving those people the tools, equipping them to be able to make the best Speak Studios that they possibly can. Yeah. And so I really think the differentiator for us is that we have an end-to-end service. We also have the support and the potential to be able to connect on an individual level within their communities and to be able to hyper-focus on these agents and then they can just replicate exactly what we did. Yeah. So I think it's just really for us, the process and the the business model that we've created is going to make us different. Absolutely. I think that's, I think I like, I like that answer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So a question I like to ask everyone, and we've kind of already touched on this too, of what we're doing here at Speak Spokane, but what would you like to see changed in Spokane? Yeah, that's a great question. I think what I would like to see in Spokane, and it's going to sound obviously not possible because of the current times, but I want to call it a gathering. And what I want is for us to break down these barriers of little communities and niches. And, you know, it's, I had to go all the way back to high school because this is the only place I ever see this happen where there's a high school that literally there's a little group of people for every little thing out there. Mm Mm-hmm. And as much as the real world is the real world, it is not that much different from high school in that sense where there's groups of communities that are really hyper-focused on what they want to do and just really what they care about. And so they don't really associate with other people and other groups of individuals. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. I completely understand privacy and I get needs and values and wants and not everybody agrees on stuff. Yeah. But I want there to be a moment in Spokane or just a, a time down the road where, you know, we wake up in the city and we see it as a as a a community as a whole yeah not communities within communities i i want to see spokane and a lot of the other places that i've been to and even just my hometown itself longview washington Mm. anyone out there from longview listening you're you're gonna understand this is i don't like walking out of my local grocery store and not being able to wave hi to the person that just walked in or feeling like 
I, I'm not going to get a response or I'm not going to get even maybe just the recognition as an individual. Mm. You know, if somebody waves hi to me down the street, I almost always wave back. Yeah. I almost always say hi back because it's just some, it's just another human. What's, what's yeah. wrong with saying hi? And so for me, I think it's, it's probably a long, long ways away, but I, it's just me being hopeful that I would love there to be a community gathering to where just everybody can just come together and it's, you can just feel you can just feel the community. Yeah. You can just feel the love and you can just feel the support from one another. And what does that look like and how does exactly that happen? I don't know. Maybe it uh, it is us creating multiple speak studios and finally getting on here and asking and pleading for this amongst the communities. <laughs> right. And if that's what it's take, then we're going to do that. I definitely want to break down the barriers of communities within communities and just make one community as a whole and be able to support each other. That's amazing. I, I actually... I, I took a note. I was like, I wrote down the gathering. Yep. I was just like, I've been thinking about like, what are other episodes Speak Spokane could do as like, not just featuring local business owners or people doing things around Spokane, but like, I've actually thought about like, let's do a, a monthly podcast where I get people from our community, have four of us sit here and all of us be from different places and just have a conversation about our city. I think that would be an amazing addition to a Speak Spokane podcast. And that I, would be a great show because then you would have the ability to just hear again hear all the, hear all the other stories out there yeah no that'd be a great show you better do it <laughs> <laughs> no I, I think i will and uh well man Bruno, this is really fast and furious and i feel like we've <laughs> covered so much in like 45 minutes but i'm so i'm so excited that you opened this place and i'm so excited that you gave me the ability to come in and help run it with you and i couldn't be more exciting than what we're doing right here because i i come in every day for the times that I'm here and I just feel energized. I'm constantly like just things are just buzzing. I, I run pretty often and every day I run, I like just have more and more ideas about what I could be doing for Speak Spokane. And I just, I think it's so cool what you and your team created here. And I'm so excited to be on this journey with you. I think it's so cool. Yeah. And if I can tell you a little <laughs> secret, Brennan, I, I knew you would be here from the moment I met you. And I say this because I, I truly believe in people and, um, when I have a good feeling about people and like what they're passionate about and kind of where they, I see them in their life, I can tell there's always going to be a connection. And I remember the first time I messaged you and I was like, this guy's going to be a bigger deal than I, than I realize, And I already know it. And I couldn't be more grateful for you taking on that. Literally this guy was editing my shows for free. Like <laughs> this guy is amazing. He was passionate about the project from the very beginning before I even fully told him what it was. And he was on board from the start. And so, I mean, it's, it's just that passion and that, that drive and that the willingness and the want to be able to do these things. We need more people like you out there in Spokane, out in Coeur d'Alene, out in Billings and everywhere. And I know there's more people out there that are just as passionate as you are. Yeah. And so I'm super happy that you're here. You're leading the charge of Speak um, Spokane. And I'm really excited to just see the kind of people that you bring in here, the excitement that you provide to them. And then the, the same passion that you have, I want to see rub up on them. And I know, I love that you said that you're just creative here and that's what we want for this space. We want mm. people to sh show up, come in this space and just th be thinking of their next show and their next show and mm. their next show and whatever they're going to do next, we want to already get those thoughts in their head and I'm really happy that it's already working for you. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah. And the final question I ask everyone, and this isn't about Speak Studios or anything, but what's next for Roberto? You want to know the truth? <laughs> yeah. If you want to know the truth, this is what's next. Speak Studios is going to be one of the biggest podcasting platforms, network platforms in the country, whatever you want to call it. It's a community-driven company that's on a mission to be able to provide recording studios, multiple communities across the country. For me, this is one of my last hurrahs. <laughs> and I say this because I am very passionate about this project. I, I know the mission. I know the vision. And, I'm, and we're going to make this work, and it's going to happen. But whenever that time comes or whenever whatever the next chapter in life is um, – I'm just actually going to take a sabbatical. Nice. I'm just, I'm just yeah. really not going to work. I'm uh, going to go on uh, a vision quest, go hike up in the mountains, <laughs> go with my kids and travel. And we're really just going to really just enjoy life and be able to take a moment and, you know, do a lot of soul searching and just figure out what the next thing is. Because yeah. there's always something, there's always something out there. There's yeah. always something bigger and better, but I'm not going to let that strain my vision and focus from speak as of right now. I just know that whatever is next is going to be something just as big as this. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for being our uh, first guest. I wouldn't be able. I wouldn't have been able to do our first show without you being on it. Of course, <laughs> it would. It would have been right. And so I appreciate you coming on. And uh, we're gonna probably check back multiple times over the time of this podcast. And as long as, as long as we're here, and you're here, we're gonna check in with you not not weekly or monthly but maybe in the next like six months or so oh for sure i'm happy to come (laughs) back talk to you and uh i am excited to see what you what you do too brennan i really am thank you and uh where can we find speak studios online and stuff yeah you guys can find speak studios at speak studios on instagram uh visit us online at speakpodcasting.com you can find us on Facebook at Speak Studios Inc. And then you can also find this first local Spokane Studios at Speak Spokane on Instagram as well. Yeah. Check us out. Contact Brennan. This guy's amazing. He'll get you set up with the tour. He'll get you set up to learn more about podcasting and he'll get your first session squared away. So, I mean, I'll be here too. If you guys run into me, I'm super excited to meet any new members that come our way. I just know that Brennan's going to take care of you all though. Yeah, I'm excited. So, Well, thank you, Roberto, and uh, we'll see you guys in the next show. Yep. Thank you, everybody, and see you on soon. All right. Peace. Peace. Thanks so much for listening to our very first episode of Speak Spokane. You can find us on Instagram at Speak Spokane, and you can visit our website at speakpodcasting.com. Speak Spokane's theme song, Speak and Be Heard, was produced and performed by Spokane native Christian Wood.